We are just friends. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, an off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. I'm Tim Bennett, here as always with my good friend and co-host, Mr. John T. Nash. Be sure to join us here every Tuesday for a 20-minute podcast where John and I go through three stories that seem to have caught our eye over the week and share them with you. Also, be sure to tune in to our Wednesday show, which is The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. You can find all of our media housed at focusgroupradio.com. And we'd like to thank our friends at Critics' Choice Video. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They bring us to you each week, and we thank them for being a partner of ours. Be sure to click on their logo and shop away this holiday season. So how are you, Mr. Nash? I'm good. It looks like we're having our first um, snow of the season. I'm uh, upstate right now, and I'm looking out the window, and there's a dusting. As the local weather guy says, it's a dusting or a dusting. coating. That's the that's the correct word. There's a coating. It's not going to last. The ground temperature is a little too warm for it. But certainly later in the week, we may be getting a nor'easter or some more snow. But um, hey, you know, with Christmas around the corner, um, I don't mind. You know, you you actually always said, give me give me snow at Christmas and the new year and then the rest, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, by the time February comes, I'm done. I would, I would like snow around now and up through maybe some of January when it's kind of ugh. But then when March gets here, I don't want snow. And we seem to have lately, in the Northeast anyway, there seems to be bigger storms in March than there are in November, December, or January, or February. And uh, But there's no such thing as global climate change. So. Well, I was just going to say, don't you dare call it uh, global warming or climate change. <laughs> You'll get an angry mob with pitchforks and torches at the door. <laughs> So the other thing we're doing is uh, we we tend to consume TV a little differently than than you do. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, like, you've already watched the whole fourth season of The Crown, right? Yep. Did you finish okay. it? We have one more show to go. And I've already been told by you what to look out for and, and what to pay attention to. And uh, but we've been savoring it because we've really enjoyed the season. The one thing I will say is I'm surprised people have to be reminded that this is a uh, piece of fiction. You know, it's television. It's a show. And no one really knows what the inside of the private residence looks like or what some of these conversations were. So it's 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 it's, you know, a script. And there are actors that are portraying the royals. But I guess a lot of people think this is some kind of documentary. <laughs> right. And, and they've actually, the Buckingham Palace, the officials, I guess in quotes, have asked that Netflix put some sort of disclaimer in the beginning to let people know that this is, in fact, a fictional account. And they said Prince Charles was uh, especially upset because they made um, Diana to be almost this weak little girl, I guess, for lack of a better word. And uh, and Camilla being kind of this hard charging party babe, <laughs> she's always got. By the way, you are right about that. We we were laughing because every time you see her in any scene, she's got a cigarette and a, and a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I even she, look at her now and I laugh. I'm like, "There's Camilla." <laughs> so I was I was curious about something. So last night's episode was where um, it was called Avalanche, and it uh, they don't show it. Ha they show an avalanche. They don't show him getting caught, but Prince Charles gets caught in an avalanche. It's one of those come to Jesus moments. Um, he's summoned to Buckingham Palace later to meet with the Queen and Diana about the state of their marriage. Diana wants it to work. She 
She's going to make it happen. He doesn't want it to happen, but he doesn't say anything. And then later on, he meets with Camilla in a car and about 50 feet behind them is the, I guess their equivalent of the secret service just sitting behind him. Right. So she gets in the car and he's like, you know, I want you to know that I want this to end with Diana. I want to be with you. And she kind of cagely doesn't necessarily, she says, yeah, I don't doubt that I love you, but I have kids and a husband. What I forget the real history. I should look it up, but, um, did Camilla and her husband divorce or did he pass away? I thought they divorced. Okay. I'd have to look it up too, but I thought they divorced. And that was the issue is that it was, you know, she was married. He was married. Both of them did not want to be with the people they married. And, uh, the family, um, seemed to direct Charles to Diana and, um, he resented that. And, and you can see that through, did you, was this also the episode I might've forgotten where it was Prince Andrew's wedding? That was the previous one. Yeah. I thought that, but what a nasty comment when he said you were fringe. Did you, did you? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause it was totally overshadowed by something else. It's like the wedding of a prince should be really important. And yeah, so that's why I think, you know, when you watch a show like this, you should not fool yourself into thinking you're watching a documentary. This is just a wonderful uh, cast and a script, but it's just not real. Well, their sensors have taken us. So did they actually have what um, Prince Edward said after? Did they keep that in? Because they said they were going to bleep it out. They bleeped it out in England and a few other places. What he said about Charles, when Charles said that to Andrew, did they keep the word in? Because yeah, we saw. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So they did keep it in here. They've they've taken it out in some countries. <laughs> Who would have thought a sleepy little fun thing about the the royals would turn out to yeah. be like a scandal ridden and bleeping and all that stuff? But yeah, Anyhow. so it's fun. So go watch the royals. Go over uh, the royals. Yeah. Go watch the ground. The ground. <laughs> yeah. So we have three stories this week. The first one, um, I couldn't agree with more. Well, that's because I don't have one. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's, and that's a long story, right? Remember? Yeah, right. Anyway, exactly. So Elon Musk, you know, of Tesla and SpaceX fame, says that the problem with corporate America is there is, quote, too many MBAs and too many people that have master's degrees that spend more time with financials and charts than they do actually getting to know the business and building great products. And I don't disagree with that. I don't know what your thought. That was my I, kind of 30,000 foot view of this, but I don't know what your thought thought is on this. This is exactly why I clipped it, because um, he makes several comments about how you can't understand a business unless you are on the floor of a factory, talking to the workers, experiencing the product. And he had this fascinating um, thing about here's what a corporation is. A corporation pulls together the resources and it manages those resources to make products that people love and use and desire. And anything else is just kind of not its, its, its calling. And hence, why would you? Um, just have a bunch of MBAs looking at PowerPoints all day when you should be talking to the people that make your product or using it. Because And he referred to the cars and the rockets because that's right. the kind of a cool he has the Tesla and of course he has SpaceX. But I completely agree. And in fact, you and I were once told that the MBA has become the new BA. Right. Um, and that is one of those shifts that you have to just cringe at. So not only is it no longer just a Bachelor of Arts or Sciences that you have to have, but now um, the MBA is the is the end all be all above the BA, which is just kind of and our and our friend yeah you know, our friend Tim Mahoney forced all the all his employees to go get them, and um, I had um, I had a slew of them that worked for me, and it was Wharton Wharton Yale Princeton NYU Indiana Kellogg blah blah blah, all their books on the counters, and always trying to trip me up. Um, 
you know, and and ask questions like, why are we producing this car in Indiana when the cost of goods is that? I said, you have nothing to do with that. Our job is to sell the cars and to market the cars. You're not to figure out what the cost is because that's done over in Tokyo. And, uh, and you know, kind of know your place. And so one day I decided, I think I told you the story, I said, I called them all in. And I said, uh, by the end of the day, I'd like to get a report on these three things. And I said, I would like to know what a sled is, a B-back, and a get-me-done. <laughs> I remember this quite well. So the sled is scurry, one of my favorites. So they, all scurry, favorite. they all scurry out of the office, and uh, they're going through books. They're looking at their little MBA books. They all have their textbooks. to also show you know, what, what pedigree they had. All their textbooks were in, the, in their offices. End of the day, none of them had anything. So they came back in. They thought, okay, what's the joke? What's, I said, it's not a joke. I said, did any of you call a dealer? I said, that's our customer, right? I said, we wholesale cars to dealers who sell cars to the consumer. Did any of you call any of the retailers? Well, no. Well, had you, you'd have had your answer in three minutes and told them what a sled, a B-back, and a get-me-done was. And I All said, right, so, so let's go through that. A sled is something that never leaves the lot, right? It doesn't move. It's a, it's doesn't a car, move. right? And particularly a blue car. For some reason, blue cars don't sell. They're always the last to sell. So that's a sled. And then a B-back is someone that says, well, I'm not so sure I want to come, but I'm going to be back. I'll come back. We'll come back. And it's a way to try to figure out how do I turn this person into somebody that really does come back and then purchases. And a sale. Yeah. And then a get me done is somebody with horrible credit. And you have to try to figure out how you're going to put. <laughs> get me done. Just get me done. Get me in that car. <laughs> right. But it's, it's try to figure out. And you have, you know, other parties, or, or other probably um, finance companies that will write paper or will write uh, loans that are a little more forgiving for somebody with bad credit. But these were issues that I, I, I felt, um, you know, this is a long way of getting there, but essentially it was all these MBAs that were these whippersnappers that were at Subaru thinking they're going to trip me up. Um, couldn't figure out how to just get some simple things answered because they didn't pay attention to the business that was happening in the field versus what was happening on the spreadsheets or the computer. So. Yeah, it's theory versus fact. And it's facts on the ground, as a matter of fact. And there you go. Right. The second one is a, is a quick one. And I just laugh because of... Uh, it's China. And um, so the flight attendants, the flight attendants in China were being asked to wear diapers and to avoid the bathroom to help prevent the spread of the event of COVID-19 in China. So the, uh, the Civil Aviation Administration of China has recommended that the cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using the lavatories because they felt that that was a higher infection risk for COVID. And I just immediately started laughing because I'm thinking, okay, this is really nice. You're going to be carrying a nice load in your pants on the 17-hour flight from Shanghai to New York JFK, right? I mean, you walk around with a disposable diaper on in the cabin? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and of course, anyway. the, the other part of this was, uh, meanwhile, pilots and other members of the flight crew were asked to wear goggles and masks, but not diapers. So it's only the poor <laughs> attendants who are serving people and making sure you're safe and you're buckled in and your seat, seat's up, your tray table's up. They have to wear the Depends, and it's because the bathrooms are tight. They always were. They were that way before the event. They'll be that way after. It's an airplane. And I do wonder about this because I know that we're told to wash our hands and do all this stuff, and we are doing that. But, you know, I have not read about surface transmission of the virus at any great level. And 
No. Yeah. So. And the other thing is that we've all been on a plane, right? Your face is right at ass level. So the <laughs> last thing I want is a flight attendant standing there pouring someone a Diet Coke with her, you know, dirty diaper hanging in my face. But anyway, thank you, China. You want you want pretzels with that? I got six hours more and I didn't bring an extra one. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, thanks, China. The um the third the third story is this came from one of our listeners, Brian in Pennsylvania, you know, Brian of Admark. Mm-hmm. And uh, the headline, this was in The Advocate, the headline was Bert and Ernie differ on their relationship status and Twitter goes wild. So these are the Sesame uh, Street characters, uh, Bert and Ernie. And for years, everybody kind of had this thought of maybe they were closeted. Were they roommates? Were they lovers? Were they gay? And people had a lot of fun with it. And in fact, one of the creators said, in fact, that they were um, they were in a relationship and they loved each other. And then PBS and... and uh, and a few of the, uh, I guess it was PBS and Sesame Street tried to back it up and say, no, not the case. They're just, they love each other like friends. But anyway, the, um, on their Twitter, bi- Twitter bios, Bernie had listed himself as friend of Bert. And Bert listed himself as roommate of Ernie. And so this started the whole Twitter, Twitter gossip again and, as, you know, are they a couple, couple, same-sex couple, or are they just friends? So that, that and hence our tease at the beginning of the show of we're just friends. So I just thought this was another funny, funny way that uh, the quote unquote gay agenda has moved its way into uh, into culture, <laughs> into kids television. Well, one of the um, writers, Mark Saltzman, who you rec- you you referenced before, um, he had said, uh, yeah, they're a loving couple. And back in 2018, and that kind of stood for a while. Then it got the pushback you mentioned. And then he mentioned this at the end of the article. He goes, when it comes to Burr and Ernie, it's two guys who love each other and live together. Okay. Uh, for a kid being brought up by two dads, well, how great. My dads are like Bert and Ernie. He said, for kids who are teased or bullied in preschool, they can say, my dads are like Bert and Ernie. Um, so yeah, PBS is kind of aggressively insisting that the two unrelated men who live together and say they are in love aren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered why they went out of their way to do that. I, 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 I was surprised because well, PBS, PBS always seems to be... Um, hmm. The corporation, center, for, right? Yeah, the corporation for public broadcasting is always under someone's scrutiny when it comes to funding in Congress. They they are the whipping post for cultural, uh, the culture wars, right? We're going to defund them. Hey, you know, I, I could see we have a group of Republicans who signed on to a spurious Supreme Court claim about the election. You, they're, they're just going to turn around and say, we're going to defund PBS because Bert and Ernie are gay. They're not gay. <laughs> That's I think it's I think PBS just wants to shield themselves from that kind of crap, right? Yeah, because Congress has to approve their their funding. funding. So you're, you're yeah. probably exactly right, considering the the current uh, current climate. On a sidebar, by the way, you know those idiots, the AFA, the American Family Association, Ritz Crackers. Are you going to say Ritz Crackers? No. Did you see how much money they got for the the PPP loans? No, that was part of that stuff that was released by the uh, the Treasury Department, though. How much did they get? It was millions. I want to say it was it was you know several million dollars. And I think you and I had done a story. It's like three people. So I was trying to figure out how they were justifying. This. What are they? Two below Mississippi or something? I forget yeah, where they're at. Yeah, somewhere down there. It's one of the states that wants to leave the union. You know what? Go ahead, because you take more than you give. So goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you take more than you give. It's true, though, when you look at the tax things. Rat hole states. But, but on the AFA, I thought you were going to mention that we had talked about Ritz Crackers doing an ad uh, that featured trans and, and uh, LGBTQ couples 
or, or just people that rep represented the rainbow of how different families are structured. Well, it wasn't long before the AFA decided to boycott or to in, like send a petition with 50,000 signatures to Mondelez, who then responded by, no, we're showing families at, at coming together at the holiday. Not every family is biological. Some are chosen, blah, blah, blah. It was a great response the CMO had. But so this is what your millions of dollars do from your PPP, right? It goes to this organization. I'm shocked that they got that. Yeah, they got money. between. So the American Family Association in Tupelo, Mississippi, you're right. So they received a PPP loan between $1 million and $2 million in April of 2020. And this is, uh, you know, I, once again, we need to start the Church of the Focus Group. And uh, We have it all figured out, folks. If you're in, When you see this come over the wire, you're going to be able to sign in. You're going to be able to get merchandise, praise, <laughs> praise marketing, praise marketing. It's going to be like that, that one episode of Planet of the Apes that I love. Praise the bomb, praise the bomb. Remember when they, they were worshiping the, the nuclear weapon and they revealed themselves, they take their plastic faces off and it's all these... Mutants, praise the bomb, pray. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Hey, so uh, we want to, we, we mentioned earlier, we want to thank our friends at Critics' Choice Video. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, and they bring us to you each week, and uh, we couldn't be any more delighted with them. If you go to focusgroupradio.com, you can click on their logo and start shopping away. There's all kinds of sales going on now, and of course, you can, can go order and still get things for the holidays. And uh, right now, there's also a sale. You can save an extra 20% on orders over $50 with the code SANTA. But when you, get to their, uh, when you get to their landing page, you'll see all the different weekly specials, movie specials, holiday specials, all the other uh, products that they have available. And it's a great place to uh, find lots of hard-to-find uh, Oh, items, you bet. You bet. And I'm going to direct you to do two things. Uh, get a catalog. It's the upper left corner of their menu structure request catalog. They come every five or six weeks. They're, they're great. I love non-linear shopping. But more importantly, Warner Archive has a $10 DVD sale going on. Tons of titles for $10. Some are actually what they call manufacture on demand. And as I was scanning through it, I came across a movie that I recall. I wonder if you remember the movie. It's called SOB. And it's Blake Edwards as the director. It caused quite the stir when it came out in 1981. And uh, here's the here's the, the the notes: William Holden, Julie Andrews, a director unsuccessfully tries to commit suicide in anticipation of the failure of his latest family musical. When he awakens, he decides to buy the film back from the studio to change it into a porno flick, directed by Blake Edwards. So um, for ten bucks, sob on DVD, I would say give it a shot. How did because... this miss me? Have you seen this? Yeah, years and years ago. And that's why I think if you want to do some holiday gift shopping, go to the $10, you know, Warner, uh, the Warner sale, the, the $10 DVD sale, pick up five or six of those, then you'll get the 20% off, right? <laughs> I, I, I love there. And here's even the funny. So right below that, it says, you know, lit, a buyer's also bought. Um, and so 10 is there with Bo Derek. Remember that? Blake Edwards, right? Oh, no, there's Dudley Moore and Bo Derek. Julie. Yeah, but, but Blake Edwards was the director of 10, I think, right? He, yes, yes, Blake Edwards. So, yeah, there was so... So, so you uh, remember you, you remember that one, right? That that was another movie that was like top of the pop culture thing, Well, right? I wonder how that holds up now. Because I haven't got... I, can't, I, don't, I don't think I saw that since 1979. It's, yes, it's possible, right? And Bo Derek was the it girl. Dudley Moore, yeah, it's a classic. So I recommend, uh, hey, I recommend 10. And of course, the, the the Warner sale, SOB, is a good one. So again, we want to thank Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, for being with us here on TFG Unbuttons. It's the start. 
reminding you that on Wednesdays, we have the focus group from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on YouTube and Facebook. But of course, focusgroupradio.com is where everything is housed. and You can access it anytime you like because we're in a time-shifting kind of way. So a big thanks again to all of you for listening today. Um, We really appreciate you tuning in, subscribing, liking, and rating. Please stay safe, mask up, and we'll see you in the new week. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.